glorify your holy name. Worship you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. And in truth, help us tonight to hear your word. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You've got to end time of praise. Exodus 32, verse 7. And the Lord said to Moses, Get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sac sacrificed there unto, unto. And said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Remember, we're going to get back to that. Stiff-necked people. Remember that. Now therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I might that I may consume them, and I will make thee make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord, uh, his God, and said. Why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with a great power and a, with a mighty hand? 
Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief he did, did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath, and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servant to whom thou swearest by the, thine own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I spoken that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of this of the evil which he thought to do unto this people. For the foolishness of the of the people of Mo, for the people Moses had to intercede for them. This brings me to mind what our pastor uh, has to endure whenever he hears something grievous on the street being preached, something that he knows that he didn't teach you to say. I'd be ashamed of myself if my pastor had to go to God and ask him to forgive me for something that I've said while preaching. We can never go wrong if we simply quote the Bible. Amen. It's God's words. It's, it lasts forever. It's, uh, and, God wants, and God won't be grieved by his own words if Amen. we use it rightly. But if we step outside of his word and think we can make sin much uh, much worse than what God says it is, we're on the edge of grieving him right there. That's right. You're starting right. to move away from, yeah. from what he wants to tell you. You start thinking, but you start speaking about what you think about. Yeah, right. And man, it's good to feel bad about hate sin, but okay, but God don't I, I want to hate just as much as God. Amen. Amen. There's nothing more powerful than the, thou shalt not. And there's nothing more piercing than the, the Lord has said. Amen. Nothing would no. be better than that. Right. Right. Oftentimes, we're, uh, we're on campus, and we're surrounded by a group of students that are antagonizing us and trying to provoke us to stoop uh, to their level and to play tit for tat. And if you, were reading, if you remember in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 20, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. Now, there's a lot of times whenever we'll have a, a student that'll come up and just ask you something ridiculous, like, would you rather hold the bacon of the world, or would you rather play board games for the rest of your life? I thought that was the most stupidest thing, and I told you, don't even answer that. <laughs> I don't, you know, because it's it's foolish talking. You know, foolishness and right. is sin. I'm not going to sit there and talk about something stupid or something perverted or sin. I'm not going to get down and critique with them on that. That's stupid. It's foolishness. And I'm not there to talk about what color Jesus was. Amen. 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 The dark skin and probably like Jordan. There. <laughs> Being silent in some cases is better than saying something. There's a lot of times where I, right. I've said a lot of things that you know by entertaining them, I've looked like the fool myself. I'm sitting there trying to talk to them about something that there's like the Lorax of a movie or something. Or you know, there's no point in me getting in there with them because I was looking right. like a fool. If I'm answering a fool according to his yeah. life, I'm gonna be just like him. Right. Proverbs eighteen verse seven, a fool's mouth is his destruction, but how can we be foolish and how can we be a destruction if we quote the Bible, if we quote what God says? Trying to find something to uh, people, wicked people all around are trying to find something to accuse us of. Just saying something simply can be completely destroyed and it can, the Holy Ghost can, you know, you can be sitting there preaching, 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 and you can see, and this is what Brother Britt said, you can see the Holy Ghost on these people, right. convicting them, and then you right. can say one stupid thing and it's just lifted off of them. Right, right. Yep. Hey man, I don't want to be the one that did something. Amen. Like 
And if we, I'm going to, I'm going to be reading out of a couple chapters, out of a couple books here. You can just bear with me here. I'm going to be reading out of Ecclesiastes 3 and be reading out of chapter 3, verse 4. If you would like to turn with me, you can. It's your choice. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 4. The preacher says, A time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Amen. A time to laugh. But I'm going to tell you something. There has been times where I have definitely laughed when I should not have laughed. Okay, someone could say something so foolish as, Thou shalt not judge. Amen. That was hilarious to me. I thought it was so stupid because all day I've been hearing something so stupid. And that right there on our way out, that was the top of the cake. But amen, I believe, you know, and after I had sit there and really thought about it, and even that, you know, last Monday or whatever, you know, I was really grieved by what I did. You know, I remember Brother Britt was preaching, you know, if I was a sinner, I wouldn't want somebody laughing at me. You know, he probably, that fellow honestly thought that. And even though it was completely stupid, unscriptural, what he said, Amen. I don't. I don't. I. I, I think you losing them when you making a joke out of them. Amen. We're there to preach Jesus to them. And Amen. Jesus, I don't really remember. G you can read all the. I read all four gospels. I don't remember Jesus ever laughing at someone. <laughs> I don't think. Right. I mean, you, you can back me up on that. I don't believe I've ever heard him say that, or done anything like that. So that was a fault that I did, and I. I had to repent of that. I'm telling you, you really got. And this is the point. This is, you know, if you rebuke a wise man, he will love you. Amen. I want to be a wise man to be rebuked of, and I will love the one that's rebuking me. I'm not going to be grieved and bitter in myself and think, ah, I should, you know, that's okay. I heard a preacher say something like that because you'll sit there. Once you do something wrong, now I, I'm going to speak. I'm not going to, you know, say that for y'all, but like sometimes you're, I'm, I'm tempted to reverse back down and to think about what are, what did some other preacher say? What does someone else say or whatever? No, it's about what, what did the Holy Ghost tell me? What about one of the Holy Ghost? I'm not sitting there trying to mimic right. somebody else that's been doing it for years. I'm trying to do what God told me to do. And so definitely there is a time to laugh, but there's a time to laugh when we get in our cars and we get in our trucks and we're all sitting around there raising canes or something. That's kind of the appropriate time to do that. So I wanted to admonish you with that and kind of stress that on to you that, yes, there is a time to laugh, but it's a time to laugh, not always. Every morning, so I'm grieved for these people that are on their way to hell forever. Okay, we're going to go to First Samuel chapter eight. This is a this one. God spoke to me about this one a long time ago. All right, First Samuel chapter eighteen, verse five. You can turn if you want to. It's your choice. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 5. And this is after David had slayed the giant. And I believe there's so I mean, I feel pretty big about myself when I shoot a turkey. I mean, imagine he how he felt he killed a giant. He was a little boy. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'd be I would I mean, I'd be wanting to scold mouth that thing and put it on the wall. But but uh, David, the Bible says when David went out with us so uh, Saul went, sent him. And behave himself wisely. That part right there, I stopped right there. And there was a time where I was in a lot of spiritual momentum in my life. Whenever 
where I was, and I believe, you know, I was doing preaching. I was, you know, I was able to rebuke people, and they just, and they'd run away. It felt like I just, I mean, I just cut them in half, and I was like, that was good. But then, you know, I, 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 after that, and then you get, you get so wild, you, you will start turning your spiritual life, and you start growing. And then I started thinking, myself, okay, I have to behave myself wisely. Yeah. Behave yourself. David didn't go around there and say, look at what I killed. I mean, he did brought it to Saul. Amen, he did that. And there was nothing wrong with it. I mean, he had to prove it, you know. But and he didn't just go around and just boast about all day. And he didn't even keep the sword. I mean, even years later, I can't exactly remember years later, he wound up getting the sword again. But, I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't you know, boast about that. I believe David was a man after God's own heart. I want to be the same way. Amen. And at last, we're going to go to, and, and also, I want, to, I want to touch on that. Even though we, we preach to people and we made them, you know, well, you know, we didn't make them. God made them look stupid. Holy Ghost right. made them look stupid. Fools right there. Right. Got a bunch right. of the heart, their mouth speaks. Amen. That was their fault. That's good. That's right. Amen. So don't get carried away. You know, that was, the battle was the Lord's for David. That's right. The battle is the Lord's when we go out there. That's right. We go out there. When we go stand at that gas station, yeah. that's, that's the true. Lord's battle. Okay. I don't get to boast. I don't get to take any, you know, victory. And I, don't, I mean, yeah, that's victory in Egypt, but I don't get to take any, you know, any, any, I don't get to beat my chest. Look at what I did. That's God yeah, in death. That's right. You're right. supposed to be full of the Holy Ghost. All right. Acts chapter 7, verse 51 through 53. We'll be reading some real good preaching right here by Stephen. Okay. And remember what I spoke about earlier in Exodus. Ye stiff neck and uncircumcised heart and ears. Ye stiff neck. This is whenever Stephen had pre had they were they accused him of all kind of things and of uh, the Jews were all standing out in front of him, and he was preaching to them, and he preached from Genesis all the way to the crucifixion of Jesus, and he said, stiff-necked, uncircumcised in the heart and ears. And ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye, so do ye, which, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have, and they have slain them which shewed before the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been have been now betrayers and murderers and who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. Amen. Stephen was quoting the Bible. Quoting it. Okay. Always, if you look back in Exodus, he told, God said the same thing about him. Amen. That was the right time for, uh, for him to say exactly the way he said it because it was to the exact people that needed to hear it. Amen. May we be like Stephen and quote from the Bible. Amen. It's good. The word of the Lord. We need to be led of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, we can't be led of the Holy Ghost if we're, you know, we can't just turn it off and on like a faucet. You're not going to be led of the Holy Ghost all of a sudden if you don't spend time with Jesus all week. And then. You go out and decide to preach for a few minutes. You know, you're going to be in the flesh more than likely. Or at least fall into the flesh. Because your tendency is going to be that. If you're not spending time with Jesus. You know. 
I'm getting to, I've taken a job at Austin, I'm getting to spend a lot more time with Brother Wesley. He's getting to spend a lot more time with me. And we're getting to know one another better. It just happens that way. You just It's not that I'm, you know, just on a mission to know him, but I'm spending time with him. We're conversating. We're calling one another. We're talking with him all day. And he knows a lot more about me probably already, and I already know more about him than he should. I'm sure his wife knows way more about him than I do. Because they're spending, we're spending time with him. And if you spend time with Jesus, you're going to be sensitive to his spirit. You're going to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. You're going to know what he wants to say. And not just on the street, but in every single day, in every area of life. And really, you start studying revivals. I mean, you know, part of the vision for this meeting, and really, I mean, the vision of the Holy Ghost for every church and every age and every single time period is to experience revival. Is to experience the book of Acts, right? And what, how did they experience the book of Acts? Well, they were sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And they listened to everything he said to do. And one of the marks of the, pe of the people all over the book of the Acts uh, is that they were extremely sensitive to God at every turn. Uh, they knew when to be shut up and they knew when to open their mouth. They knew when to go and when to stay and when to see God. And uh, if we're ever going to have revival, that's going to be a defining mark of any church that ever has to revival. Is there going to be a people that are sensitive to the Holy Ghost? And uh, that is, that's a mark of a Christian who's maturing is that they're becoming more and more sensitive. Jesus. And it's only natural. Because yeah. if you're becoming, if you're getting closer and closer to him, if you're walking more and more with him, if you're talking to him more and more, you're going to be more and more sensitive to his voice. You're going to be more and more familiar with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That was a good word. I really appreciate that. It's convicting. I'm thankful that God, you know, you can hear these things from the time you're a child and God can take old things and just renew them to you and make them convicting again. That we have ears to hear what God's saying to us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Let's stand here tonight. While I ask for the same other clothing. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us, Lord, to allow the Holy Ghost to apply it to our hearts, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, to help us to be sensitive to your spirit, to be led of the Holy Ghost day in and day out. Lord, we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Love all of you. You're dismissed. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll